about to talk to Mike Bonfiglio. Uh, you might ask, who the hell is Mike Bonfiglio? Well, he's the uh, the director that put together the Patrice O'Neill documentary. So uh, he should be joining us in, I don't know, five or ten minutes. So I decided, you know, turn it on early and see what you guys are up to. Uh, good afternoon to Chris Rocco and Joseph Egan on the uh, the Facebook, and of course Linda Murphy and Rich Donovan and Dan DeBacker, and uh, who else we got? Tom Bellison, my God, Etan uh, Burke, one of the regulars from the morning live stream, Brandon Hollinger, one of the regulars, and uh, the list goes on. And uh, Chloe, what's going on, Chloe? How are you? Uh oh, Facebook user checking in. That's uh, that's never good. Uh, but very, very excited to talk to Mike uh, Bonfiglio, who uh, put together the Patrice O'Neill documentary. He's put together a lot of really, really cool documentaries. Um, I haven't seen all of these, but I got a list right here. He did The Great Depression, which is a documentary on Gary Goleman and his uh, struggles with mental illness. He also did May at Last. Uh, it's a documentary on the Avid Brothers. I think he did that with uh, Judd Apatow. And then he also did uh, Jerry before Seinfeld. He also did Doc and Daryl, which I loved. Uh, Doc Gooden and Daryl Strawberry from the, the New York Mets. He also did You Don't Know Bo on Bo Jackson. And he also did Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling, which was an amazing, amazing documentary. And he also worked on uh, David Letterman's uh, interview show. So... I'm very, very excited. Shit, Opie shaved the beard and got a mullet. <laughs> I haven't had a beard. Well, I'm starting to grow the beard in again. But I'm trying to win the, uh, the coronavirus haircut uh, contest. I literally have not had a haircut in uh, close to a year. The last time I had a haircut was when I filmed my part for the Patrice O'Neill documentary, matter of fact. So that was about a year ago, man. It was the last thing I did in public before we shut everything down and uh, moved way out here on Long Island. So uh, it's not a mullet. I promise you. I got, I got a full head of hair. Actually, actually, after leaving Sirius XM, a lot of my hair grew back. Uh, yeah, the hair, is, <laughs> the hair is ridiculous, man. Stars for haircut. I appreciate that. Thank you, Rich. I, I need that. I kind of just want to keep the hair growing. It look, it's so ridiculous at this point. I just want to keep it going. I haven't had my hair this long since I worked in uh, Boston Radio at, uh, you know, the only station that really rocks, WAAF. You look like Woody Allen in 2012. Well, I don't look like Woody Allen, you son of a bitch. Why is my voice getting so high? <laughs> You're going stir crazy without power? Then how are you watching this, my friend? Oh, probably off the old, uh, yeah, you're using some of your data, your data. Uh, Mark Crowley with uh, a few bucks. Thank you, sir. Thank you for all the years of entertainment. Well, thank you, Mark Crowley off the YouTube. We're on the YouTube and the Facebook uh, at the same time here. So uh, I need you to donate me your hair. No problem. The, the sad part? I'm going to take a manscaped razor. I've been threatening this for a long time, but now the hair got so ridiculous that I, 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 just, <laughs> I just don't want to cut it. But I'm going to go from this to a shaved head uh, probably sooner than later. I don't know how much longer I could um, keep the whole hair thing going. So, Upstate New York in the house. Nice. What's up, James Morris? What part of upstate New York? Is it uh, Rochester? Is it, uh, is it Buffalo? 
What's some of those other upstate towns? Uh, is it uh, Syracuse? Uh, is it uh, Herkimer? Uh, Utica? Uh, Erie? Wait, is Erie in Pennsylvania? Or, like, Erie is, like... Yeah, Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Erie, Erie, Pennsylvania was supposed to be part of New York. I don't know what happened, but if you look at the map of New York, I think... I think Erie is in that spot where it's so obvious that it was supposed to be part of New York and someone said, nah, 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 we want Erie. You can't have Erie. Buffalo here? What's up, Buffalo? Uh, Buffalo, are you laughing at Texas? Are you laughing at, at Texas and their, their ridiculousness when it comes to the snow and their uh, lack of snow removal equipment? What, what, what was it? Um, six inches of snow completely shut down the state? My friend Mason's down there in Austin, and he's like, dude, the reason is they don't have a budget for any snow removal. They don't have any salt. They don't have snow blowers. They don't have shovels. So if it snows, you know, five or six inches every, I don't know, once every 20 years, it's worth it because of all the money they actually save by not having that in the budget. Uh, we got some tiss tisses coming in. That never gets old. This guy wants to pr uh, promote Anthony. I, I guess that's supposed to piss me off. Shane Stevens, why would that piss me off? You just screaming Anthony Cumia over and over again. Why would that bother me? I don't understand. There's some imaginary war going on. I'm not part of the war. Uh, where's the Java log? Very good, Chris Howard. Very good. I kind of would like a, a Java log. I, I, I hate the fact that I don't have a fireplace in this house. I was talked into one of those electric fireplaces. They fucking stink. The whole time you're looking at this thing, you're like, boy, I, I really wish I had a real fire and was smelling some, uh, some nice firewood. $10 coming in from Feast off the YouTube. Look how excited I get. You look like a homeless surfer that boils water because it's free water. My guy, you, Ant, and Jim got to grow up. We need y'all. Oh, my God. <sighs> That guy hasn't been paying attention, huh? Maybe someone uh, out there needs to explain to my friend there why that's just not going to work anymore. Uh, what I, the problem is, I think the problem is I did grow up. Hello from Scotland, Opie. There's a Patrice documentary. Hold on. Hold on. Patrice Doc, hold on. Connor P., I guess he's trying to boil my entire career down to one of my crutches, which was the hold on, hold on that I explained on uh, the live stream a couple times. And I explained it on the um, on the Opie Radio podcast, my friend. Uh, but if you want to boil down my whole career to a hold on, hold on, so be it. A show, by the way, that uh, I haven't even done in almost seven years. So thank you for that. Matter of fact, uh, coming soon to OpieRadio.com, the hold on, hold on T-shirts. I am not kidding. <laughs> and then what do you got? Then what do you got? As people start buying the hold on, hold on t-shirts. People made fun of me because I, I said, brother man, brother man. And it turns out, uh, I said, you know what? There, uh, people that want to hate on me, they would just write brother man, brother man, right? So I'm like, hey, that's a good idea. So I put uh, brother man, brother man t-shirts up on opiradio.com. Guess what? They're selling like, I'm not going to say it, but they're selling very, very well. And right behind that will be the uh, uh, hold on, hold on t-shirt. So feast. No disrespect, homie. I'm just a fan. I've spent hours listening to y'all. All right, feast. There you go. 
Mike Bonfiglio. Oh, my God. You've been growing your hair uh, since the last time I saw you. We've both, both gone full Howard Hughes. Holy shit, man. It's, it's been that long? been that long i i was telling these guys i've been on the the live stream for about 10 or 15 minutes first of all the patrice o'neill documentary you fucking hit it out of the park my friend um and i want to start with this so the last thing i actually did in public was i sat down with you for my little part in the documentary and i've been growing my hair ever fucking since and so have you you. yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i have i haven't uh cut my hair or shaved uh since last march so yeah i want to start from the beginning so well first yeah. of all how do you feel about the patrice o'neill documentary now that it's out there man I, it, it, now that i'm starting to hear from some people who knew him and, yeah. and loved him um now i'm feeling like a big sense of relief because that was a huge yeah you know i think i said this to you when, when we spoke in person that like like you know i didn't know patrice personally um when they approached me about doing this I was really hesitant. It took me like six months to agree to do it. Right. You know, it, because I just, I just thought, I, I don't think I can do this. Like, I don't, I, you know, he's so complicated. Right. He's so beloved. This is just too hard. I don't think I can do it. And right. And I, I decided that that wouldn't be a, you know, because something's too hard, that's not a reason to not do it. Bill approved me. Vaughn approved me. Patrice's mom approved me. I spoke with all of them, and they all said we want you to do it. So I said, well, "All right, I, I guess." But now that it's now that it's out, and I'm hearing from people like you saying like you, you did okay. Oh, you did you more did. than okay. I, I gotta I gotta jump in because yeah, sorry. See, I love documentaries. It's my favorite genre, and most of the people that listen to me know that. And uh, to to hear you, Mike or Michael. Uh, do you like Mike or Michael? I don't know. Everybody calls me Mike. I'm Mike all right, Mike. all right, cool. My birth certificate is Michael, so that's why yeah, I get credit. But, but to hear from you, who is a great documentary filmmaker, that you weren't sure you could really do the Patrice O'Neill documentary just blows me away because I've, I've loved all your work. And when I sat down with you, I was kind of starstruck because of the stuff you did. I'm like, I loved Doc and Daryl. I loved Bo Nose. I loved the Yvette brothers that I think you did with Judd Apatow, right? Yep. And yep. then I also love the Gary Shandling, um, the Zen Diaries. And I'm like, th- this guy is a, is a star in the uh, documentary uh, world. That's nice of you to say. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't see it that way, you know. Uh, but I, we, I did your show um, when Doc and Daryl came out. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, but, I, uh, I had a long beard and you had short hair. Yeah. So <laughs> Doc and Daryl documentary is absolutely amazing. Do you know how uh, Doc Gooden's doing these days? You know, I, I haven't been in touch with them since we made the film. Um, I follow, you know, I still have a Google alert on his name. So yeah. when it happens, the last I heard, he was he had been in rehab and was out and um, was healthy. So, yeah. I, I hope mean, that that's the case. You know? I, I mean, that I was my Mets team, you know, with Doc yeah. uh, Gooden and Daryl Strawberry and the rest of the guys. And the dynamic between those two guys, they both had uh, substance abuses, uh, abuse uh, problems, yeah. whatever. And one got clean, and uh, that would be Daryl Strawberry. And Doc Gooden never really got clean. And like you said, he, he, he went back into rehab or whatever. But uh, while the Mets were celebrating the 19, what was it, 86 World Series, I think? Yeah. Uh, uh, Doc Gooden was in a crack house as they're doing the parade. Yeah. That yeah. is unbelievable to me. Yeah. When, when he told that story for the film, it was, you know, he, I, he had told versions of it before, but it was yeah. It was- Pretty powerful. Un- unbelievable. And then uh, how was it working with uh, David Letterman? 
he's the coolest guy. <laughs> he's the smartest guy. He's the funniest guy. Uh, he was the best. Yeah. I mean, it was a dream come true to get to work with him. Uh, I, I did the first season of his Netflix series. Right. Um, and it was, it was just a, it was a fucking blast. I mean, it was, it was a dream come true to get to work. With, you know, I grew up watching him, yeah. worshiping him. Um, you know, never thought that I'd get to work with, you know, I mean, you, you just don't think that's a thing that's going to happen in your life. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, but he's, I mean, in, in, in person, like in a meeting, in a you know, at, at the airport or something, you know, he's just the, he's funnier and smarter than anybody in the room, funnier and smarter than you even think he is from watching him on TV. He's just, I, I, I love the dude. Did he ever explain the beard to you? Why the beard? Just why? I, I never asked, but I my take was, and this is just based, this is just my own theory, was yeah. that when he finished the CBS show and, you know, decided to stop that daily grind and kind of retired, you know, he, he didn't know he was going to come back with another show at any point. I think the intention was to just not to retire. Yeah. Um, I think it was his way of just saying, fuck it. Right. You know, like, like, you're not going to get me on TV again. Cause I have this giant, <laughs> you know? like, that, that's my take. That's an I interesting take. And then, I never and, and then Netflix, it. you know, picked him up anyway uh, with his yeah. interviewing skills and his giant, it's ridiculous. At first it was like, okay, this is kind of fun and different, whatever. And he wore the wacky glasses with it. And then he just has completely committed to the beard. I guess you got to respect that. I will say that before we shot the, the the first episode, there was conversations about whether or not he should keep the beard. And I came down on the side of keep the beard. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was fully in favor of keep the beard. Right. And I did not look like this at the time. No, that, no, <laughs> but that's, that's a baby beard uh, compared yeah. to David Letterman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I wanted to ask you, uh, before we start talking about the Patrice O'Neill documentary, the, yeah. uh, the Jerry before Seinfeld is, is yeah. when did that come out? I haven't seen that's that one yet. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it was oh, Jerry. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was Jerry's first uh, stand-up special in 15 years. It was his kind of return to oh, okay, to all right, stand-up stage. Well, I mean, he'd been touring, but but in terms of a special, yeah. And um, yeah, that was it's. We shot it at the at the comic strip. You wanted to, it, and it's sort of it's a stand-up set, um, but we also do some documentary stuff, some semi-scripted stuff go back to his childhood home. So it's kind of telling his, he's telling his story of his early days in comedy, of his obsessions with comedy as a kid. It's, it's, it's really funny too. And, and it's all him revisiting material. The first material that he did in his career, the stuff right. it was all prior to his first tonight. Oh, okay. I, I, um, I did hear that. You know what? You just sold, you just worked it all. And, you just sold me on it because, uh, Look, you don't have to comment, and I don't want to put you in a bad spot. I just don't like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I don't like the guy. I just don't. Check, check out Jerry before Seinfeld. I will. I will. I will. I will say, though, that I, I uh, showed Jerry the Patrice film. Right. And um, he absolutely loved it. He, he should. He absolutely loved it. Yeah, he was. And he, he's a, a Patrice fan. Right. And, um, and you know was just uh, very 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 positive about it gave us a little quote that we're going to use in some marketing so um yeah so you got involved with the patrice o'neill documentary and uh honestly it took well over a year to put that whole thing together 
and and it was quite the project because you had to sit down with a lot of people man you had people in la people in new york and people in boston and all over the place that you had to get interviews from uh it, it seemed like it was a very challenging project for you it was it was and and especially just, and really because patrice is so complex you know yeah it's like the, the whitman quote you know i'm larger contain multitudes or whatever i'm probably butchering the quote but like you know, I mean, he's such a complicated guy and there were so many different parts of his life, so many different parts of his comedy. Um, and I really went into it saying, like, I don't know what this guy's story is. I don't know. And as much research as I did before we started shooting, I still didn't know. When you and I sat down for our interview, it was a, ours was one of the later ones. Yeah. And every question I was asking was like, I don't know. Like I'm trying to learn this and trying to figure out what to say about him. He was, he was very, very uh, protective, but if you got past, I always call it like that hard outer shell. He was a mush inside, but it was tough. It was really tough to get to the, the the center of uh, Patrice O'Neill. But I mean, in all my years of doing radio though, uh, one thing always stands out. If you could get a laugh from Patrice, you were on like cloud nine for days, days. I mean, he he wouldn't give up his laugh, but if something was funny, he wasn't going to hold back. You know what I mean? Right. But right, he was right. tough. He was tough to get a, a laugh from at times. But uh, it, it's one of my greatest memories of doing that radio show is just the big man sitting back and laughing at something you said. I'll I'll, I'll cherish that for the rest of my life. You know, and every oh, once oh. and every once in a while we would sit down and he would. He would get personal and stuff, but he was very, very guarded. Uh, but I think you were able to shake some of that loose in the documentary, for sure, and why he was so guarded. A, a, lot, a lot of people said that about him, that, that to get him laughing was like just the greatest feeling. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, we, it was, in terms of him being guarded, I, I agree. I mean, you know, I listened to and watched every scrap of interview the guy ever did. Yeah. Um, and we really tried, as you saw in the film, to put his voice in there telling his own story as much as possible. Right. One, one piece of, uh, of the, you know, the, the Ron Bennington unmasked is great. Um, but the, the piece of video that I don't think anyone has ever seen uh, that's in there that Paul Provenza did a really terrific interview with him for his Satiristas book. Sure. And, and Paul had just gotten, he, I guess he was doing most of, the interviews like just on audio recorder, but he just gotten a video camera. And so he had somebody film this. Yeah. And so he, and he, he let us use it and gave it to us. And it's just, it's, it's the interview where he's talking about, you know, I don't, I don't think of myself as an entertainer. Right. All that stuff. That That's from that, that tape from Paul Provenza. Yeah. Um, which was very telling because his fellow comics, I remember famously, uh, God, I can't believe it, but one day in studio, it was Patrice O'Neill, my, my gang that I did the radio show with. I'm trying to remember everyone who was there. Patrice O'Neill and Chris Rock giving him uh, advice on the industry and saying, you just blow up everything, Patrice. Yeah. You don't understand. If you just would just play the game a little bit, the, the whole world would pretty much be yours. But I got it. Patrice wanted to do it on his terms, and he was never chasing fame. But if he lived long enough, uh, fame would have caught up to Patrice O'Neill, and he would have done it his way, which is very, very rare. There's uh, very few people out there in the stand-up world that could could say that. You know, th- those being like uh, Richard Pryor, 
uh, George Carlin, and and maybe a couple more on that list where they didn't chase fame necessarily. They they were so brilliant in their craft. They knew that fame would you know get to them eventually, and and Patrice knew that in his head. And although he was frustrated at times, he stayed the course right to the end of his life, man. Yeah, he, he was going to yeah, do it on his never, terms, and I never, I respected that, and I kind of understood you know where he was coming from with that. But everyone around him were, were, would be so fucking frustrated. And honestly, some of those guys were closer with Patrice than, than I, so maybe they had some more heart-to-heart moments with Patrice, and that's where their frustration came from. But uh, I don't know. Well, that, that Chris Rock uh, show, you know, the show that you guys did when Rock yeah. was on and, and talking to him, we, you know, we had that. I mean, you guys were very generous in, in opening up your archives to us and everything. You're and, welcome. Uh, so thank you, um, including that beautiful end credits thing that I, I'm sure some of the hardcore fans have seen, but I, I'd rather people just see it in the movie. I'm not going to lie to you. I uh, so you know when you when you're fortunate enough to be asked to do something like the Patrice O'Neill documentary. Um, first of all, I'm waiting for my part, and and is my part going to be in the Comedy uh-huh. Central Central version? I think so. What I do think you mean? so. Well, no, no, honestly, because I we cut it down. The, the film was completed. What version did you give me? You you got the version. That's the Comedy Central version. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 just get this out of the way real quick. Okay. So, there's one official version of the movie, which is 90 minutes long. That's, That's the, one. the version that you saw. Okay. On Friday, for the first airing, Comedy Central is showing a shortened version. Oh so my that it fits God. into the time slot. I am so out of the film after Friday. No, actually you're not because okay. the, the, and, and I, I is as much as it breaks my heart that, that that's what's happening after Friday. Yeah. The only version that will be, that will exist. My understanding is the okay. only version that will exist is the full 90 minute version. Okay. 90 minutes of, of screen time, not with commercials. Right. 90 minute movie. Right. That's the only version that's going to be shown anywhere <laughs> on streaming on VOD. That's the version. So I'm not saying don't watch it on Friday. Yeah, but watch it on Saturday. <laughs> so, oh my god, I'm out of the film. No, 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 no. Hang on, you're in the film. I, I think now. Here's the thing with that. Right? <laughs> Look at this. We had to cut 14 minutes out of the 90 minute version right. in order to fit this time slot for uh, for Comedy Central. So the criteria that I used to make the decisions of the things to cut down was basically like, does this film make sense without this in it? Yeah. And O&A and that section. Mm-hmm. Which With Black is, Phillips and all that. Yeah. That is in that version. Okay. So all right. I'm 99% all right. sure that you, your interview yeah. is in the version that will air on Friday. It's definitely in the official version that will be out every <laughs> Look, I just stopped this entire interview to make sure I'm in your Let's film. make sure it's about me. <laughs> Let's make sure it's about me for a second. And then and then the other thing I gave you a, a piece that you wanted to use in the film and I yeah. started looking I'm like, "Oh my god, it's a minute. Uh, there's only two and a half minutes left in this film. Oh my god, I don't think he's using it. I don't think he's using it." And then and then you ended up using it, and, and I, it works perfectly in the film. I think, right? I don't want to give it away, yeah, but I think, yeah. I think it's in the pretty good. All right. Uh, the, the other thing is, so you sat down with me for well over an hour, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And you sat down with pretty much everybody for well over an hour, and we were all telling Patrice O'Neill stories and stuff. And I knew, I mean, I knew that there there were going to be so many people in this documentary that every person that's in it is only going to get a short period of time. 
Now, yeah. as a as a filmmaker, and uh, and I'm sure you were part of the edit and all that, yeah. it must have pained you to throw so much really good stuff on the floor because you just had no choice. You had to make this a 90-minute film, and you obviously want a story arc, and you want to tell the story of Patrice O'Neill, but I'm sure every comic went off on some kind of crazy-ass tangent talking about uh, the, the, the crazy stories of Patrice O'Neill. I, I, I mean, the, the number of great stories and great moments and great insight that are that we got that yeah. are not in the film. It's I mean, there's hours and hours. Of yeah. But the 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 way I mean, like you know, you know, th this is one of the things that that worried me about making this film is because you know Patrice is somebody who has such a passionate fan base and the people who love him love him yeah. and they. Still, you know, the, all of the, the stuff that's on YouTube from ONA and from all over, you know, there's thousands of hits and people obsess over Patrice. Right. So there's that group of people. And I want that group of people to be pleased with the film. But then there's this other group of people who, when I first started making the movie, I would talk to people and say, oh, I'm working on this thing about Patrice O'Neill. And they would say, who? Really? And, oh, yeah. Wow. A, a lot of people. Oh, that's a lot so of people. sad. And so... I want this film to be interesting to those people. Sure. I, to me, this film is is a an entry point to Patrice. Right. So if you're a super fan, there might be one or two things that you didn't know that you might learn in this. Right. I'll bet there will be a, a story or two that you. Oh, never there was a there was a know. there was a couple stories that There's blew stuff. me away, man. Blew me that, away. That haven't haven't been told anywhere. Right. No, so, definitely not. So hopefully for the super fan. They'll enjoy that stuff and they'll enjoy seeing, you know, hearing from all these people, seeing these old clips that they love, seeing interviews material with Patrice that they've never heard before. Yeah. But then for the, the rest of the audience, which is a much larger group of people, they're going to say, oh, here's a guy I've never heard of who's brilliant, who I need to find out more about. 100%. And I get it. Part of the, the purpose of the film, I think, was to keep Patrice alive and make sure that he doesn't become forgotten. That's always the challenge is, is how do you entertain people who have no idea, no investment in the subject matter? I got to tell you, I, I saw the film over the weekend and as uh, soon as it was over, I jumped up and, and pumped the air like, yes, Mike nailed it. You guys all over there uh, nailed it. And then I got to be honest, like you just said, you know, to keep Patrice O'Neill alive. The rest of the day, I, I just moped around my house. I, I got bummed out and depressed and started really missing him once again. Because because the film brings them right back alive. It's 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 almost creepy. And then you you start thinking, God, the guy was only forty one, forty two when he died. I mean, can you imagine what he would be saying about all this craziness that's happening in the world right now? Well, and that's the thing is is nobody has any idea because Patrice's takes on things were so unique and so uniquely his that like to speculate. I mean, you could you could anybody can speculate about what he would think about this or that. And it's sure. Like, you can't. You actually can't because yeah. he was a absolutely original, unique thinker. Right. And so I, I, I didn't even try. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't even think I asked people, you know, oh, what would he think about this or that? Or Oh, uh, no, know. we all know. Why? Who gives a shit? I don't care what, what you think. Okay, yeah, no. He, 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 no, I don't care what Norton Yeah, no, we all know. I don't care. Sadly, sadly, sorry. Sadly, for the people that try to like come up with some different angle about let's say trump or anything else that's happening in america patrice would be the guy you're like ah oh, you you yeah. just get so mad like oh that's just 
brilliant on so many yeah. levels, and no one has come close to that angle. He was right. always that guy, always. He right. was by far the the most brilliant, uh, the funniest, and uh, incredibly clever with his takes that ever did uh, the Opie and Anthony show, uh, bar none. I mean, we had we had all the greats on that show over the years, man. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I'm glad that he was able to film Elephant in the Room before his passing because that's a that's a great representation of his comedy. A great, he's, he owned that stage. He looked good. He wasn't nervous. He looked like a goddamn pimp. It was filmed well. The material was uh, spot on. Uh, I went to that taping, and, and you want to talk about um, Patrice letting his guard down. I, I saw it in his eyes, and he doesn't like you to see it in his eyes, but I, I'm like, I saw it in your eyes. He was so happy how that came out. He knew he nailed that thing. And yeah. um, it came out fe February 2011, and he was dead by November, man. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's just yeah. crazy yeah. to me. It's crazy. And, I mean, I, I think I see that. I mean, just my personal opinion as a, a fan, like, yeah. to me, up in the room is like, that's his masterpiece. Right. You know? um, and and it, it shows so many different facets of this comedy. You know, it's it, it, it's the material is is all it's all different kinds of, of material. Yeah. He's, he's doing crowd work. He's he's doing all, you know, uh, you know, political stuff, men, women stuff, silly stuff. You know, it, it, it's just it's a great he. I've said this, but I haven't said it in a while. I saw Patrice O'Neill countless times. Let's just put it at that. And did any of the other comedians talk about uh, whether or not Patrice actually wrote material or not? He was a well-prepared comedian. Well, I saw him so many times, and I knew him pretty well with the from the radio show, and we were friends, uh, you know, off air and stuff. There were times I would watch him at co the old club comics. He liked going there, um, and Caroline's, of course. Um, there were times I would watch him and I go, is he just making this up as he goes along? And it was so like, it was so effortless. I mean, there are, there are comedians, you know, when they're doing their act and you know, they're going, I call it off-roading where they, they're, they're feeling something, they go with it, but it's so obvious. But with, with uh, Patrice, it was seamless. Everybody said that he never wrote anything down. Um, you know, that he didn't, which is not a hundred percent true. Now I don't think he, he wrote out bits but he did write set lists um, because we, we, his mom had some in a, in a box. Right. And, and, and there are shots of them. There's, there's a moment in the film that, that you see some of those set lists. Um, but he, what was fascinating is we, we got a, a couple of DVDs of him at Stand Up New York that it was like four nights in a row, two shows each night. And you watch him back to back and He's doing the same material, but he's getting into every single bit in a different way. Like it's it's all flowing naturally based on his interactions with the audience, how he's feeling. So he's kind of he's doing the same material, but the this the set list is completely changed up and it feels natural and there's a flow to it every single time. It was yeah. it, it, technically as like kind of a comedy nerd. It was a fascinating thing. That's not something that's in the film because it was a little too inside baseball. But, yeah, right. But it was it was so interesting to watch. I wish you left in the story of uh, the case of dildos. My how how many how many of the guys told you the the story of the the case of dildos? Quite a few. We <laughs> cut a scene of it, and you know, I just said it, a couple of things. One, it just it just sort of felt off topic. Um, it didn't feel like it was completely 
trying to get to the heart of Patrice. It was just sort of a funny aside. Yeah. And then the other part of it was like, do, do I, I, I didn't want to try and court controversy with this. Patrice's material stands on its own. It can court the controversy. I didn't want to distract from of course. Patrice by yeah. people saying like, oh, that's him. That's yeah. the yeah. guy. You know, um, because it is, it's hilarious and it's big, but I think people know that stuff. Well, you had a vision. They don't, they'll find out. Well, that's why you're a great filmmaker. You had a vision. I would have went, I would have just went and threw everything away and said, oh, we got to keep the, the, the case of dildos in here. You know, the, the story goes for the people that never heard uh, uh, Anthony. Wow. Uh, Patrice was coming into the Opie and Anthony show a lot. And one day he just shows up with a case. He opens it up. And it's a whole bunch of dildos. Like, there's a glass one in there. There's a wooden one. There's a bronze. I mean, just imagine all different shapes and sizes and made of different materials. And he's pulling each one out like they're his babies. And he's explaining it in detail. And I remember, uh, I'm sure someone will uh, correct me on this, but I remember just looking at him uh, during this whole presentation. I go, Patrice, are you all right? And he just started laughing and laughing. But I kind of meant it. I wasn't even going for a joke. I was like, are you all right? This is crazy. Who walks around with a case of dildos? But Yeah, we, I, I will say, like, we, we definitely had a scene of that. Huh. And I, I just cut it like, just for, you know, a variety of reasons. But, but I, just, I just said, eh. Yeah. There's plenty of sex stuff. Oh, uh, there's, there's, uh, no, there's a lot of everything. I mean, you truly did a a phenomenal job. Uh, and I was relieved that, uh, you left out the part where I was crying. Thank you. I, I, I owe you a beer. (laughs) I owe you a beer. I'm like, I was like, I remember walking away from that interview going, oh man, I didn't want to cry in film, but I would assume that a lot of the guys, uh, broke down as they were uh, talking about Patrice. Quite a few did. And and, and we didn't leave much we didn't leave much of that in. No. And again, not because it was not for any particular reason other than like, to me, it's always like, what's, what is serving the story the best? Yes. You know, and I, I always kind of feel like, oh, hey, that's a great moment. I hope he's crying. But it's like, but is it serving the <laughs> if it's not serving the story, I, I don't know. No, and, you're, that's why you're good at this, man. Cause I would be, I would, I would blow off 10 minutes and go, oh, I, I got all the guys crying. I'm going to make a montage, and then I'm going to find someone to do some sappy music behind. You know, I just would go for the hack stuff. Um, I'd rather have people crying themselves. There were a couple moments in the film I definitely was getting teary-eyed. And then, and then like I told you, uh, it took me a good day after seeing the film where I wasn't kind of sad and missing the guy, um, yeah. which I think is a testament to you. And your filmmaking. I, I, I mean, I, I knew the guy pretty well. And I'm like, yes, this guy fucking nailed who he was. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. You know, you didn't you didn't sugarcoat anything, you know? No, no. That, and that really is such a relief to hear. I mean, because not, not many people have seen it. It's a, a handful of people have seen it. Right. I've heard feedback from a handful of people. Um, hearing from you was huge. I talked to Bobby Kelly. He had a similar reaction to you made me feel great. Oh, uh, good. Colin, Colin sent me an ICU. Colin was, is on board. Yeah. Um, so as you know, again, it's been for me, it's been just very nerve wracking and I'm sure I'm going to get some hate from various exactly. circles of fans that well, why didn't you do that or da da da. You know what? Michael, I don't, you're, and, and, and I'm not going to please everybody. Yeah. No, I'm happy with the film, I, I, his mom is happy with the yeah. film. No, Michael, uh, you're breathing. Yeah. You're breathing. So, that means you're going to get yeah. some hate. 
So, yeah. I, I mean, in, at this point in our lives, hate is just completely ridiculous to me because that's what everyone just does now. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's lost its power, I think. If that's it's all you do is more. get up and try to find a million things that you hate on, yeah. uh, you know, don't even worry about that crap. Don't even yeah. worry. There was something else I wanted to ask you in there. Oh, um, so after watching the film, I'm saying, well, I got to say this to you. So uh, I started texting Bill Burr, and I kind of mm -hmm. said, Bill, uh, you know, great job on, um, you know, the Patrice O'Neill documentary. We're going back and forth a little bit. He goes, dude, he goes, oh, he goes, that was all Michael, all Michael Bonfiglio. Oh, that's nice of him. He say. goes, it was all him. He, he basically didn't want to take any credit for uh, for it. But I know uh, Bill Burr worked really hard behind the scenes to get this project off the ground and and finally done. So uh, he absolutely did. And if it wasn't for Bill, the film wouldn't exist in in the form that it exists in. And Bill was, you know, as a, an executive producer. There's all different kinds of executive producers. I've worked with pretty much every kind that exists. Bill was just fantastic, just 100% supportive all the time. Our relationship was him saying, whatever you need, you tell me. And I would text him and be like, hey, can you get in touch with so-and-so, see if they'll do an interview? He'd be like, done. Right. You know? Yeah. That, he he was, was such a champion of the film. He gave a, also a great interview. He's terrific in the film. Absolutely. He's got those guys together for the round table. Yeah. He, you know, Bill was, was very, very, very helpful, but he also, you know, which I so appreciated, he gave me carte blanche and just said, like, make your film. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. Uh, and then, and then uh, Bill, to end the night, because I said I'm missing the guy, he, uh, he texted me a picture of Patrice O'Neill's billboard on Sunset Boulevard. I'm like, oh, Did my God, it? Patrice would have lost his fucking mind. You know, yeah. he would have he would have had to keep it all inside, but I think he would have been jumping up and down like a little kid if he saw that. And and there's there's a a, a billboard in Times Square, like an electronic. Oh, billboard. nice. I haven't seen yet, but I'm gonna go and take a picture. Do you leave your house? Rarely. Really? Rarely. You're one of those guys. I'm pretty hardcore about this thing. Yeah. Same. same. Yeah. I. Yeah. You know, I'm lucky. I mean, I got this. Yeah. The, so so I uh, we have been you know here for. Like I said, the last time I was in public, I was talking to you about Patrice O'Neill uh, uh, just about a year ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm hoping well, I'm hoping things start opening up soon. My God, me too. I, I think we're gonna the vaccines are coming soon. I think by summer we'll be large, not back to 100 percent normal, but yeah, we'll the, do more. The numbers are dropping. They are, which is good yeah. to see. Yeah. So, so, that, so you're a mask guy and all that. Oh, full on. Yeah, <laughs> good. yeah. I'm good. not fucking at all. Good. No, no, no. Yeah, I know a lot of people who've gotten it and have been miserable. You know, obviously, I know lots of people who've gotten it and been fine. Like I was just talking to my cousin today. He's got it. He's yeah. young, in his twenties, lost his uh, taste and smell, but feels fine otherwise. My mentor got it, Brother Weeze, up there in Rochester. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I learned how to do radio from this guy, and then uh, hopefully I made it my own because I think that's important when you, you yeah. know, look at other people that influence you. Uh, 74, I think, uh, two or three tours of Vietnam, uh, all sorts of cancer, heart problems, survived three marriages. He's on his third marriage, but I think if you're married, you're surviving marriage as well. Right. right? I think, um, he got it really, really bad. Lost 25, 30 pounds, oh uh, really low oxygen levels, close to getting on a ventilator. And uh, long story short, the mother effer pulled through. And he's back on the radio sounding better than he has in years. 
And I'm not going to lie to you. I think that made me uh, lower my guard a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Talk to a couple of people who, <laughs> you know, who didn't make it. Well, no, I know, a, I know. Well, yeah. all, all, ki- all kidding aside, I got the best advice from my garbage man. Uh, I, I talk to him, um, you know, every, every time he comes around because I, I live in a very isolated area. So if the garbage man comes around, it's an opportunity to talk to someone. So I run out like, oh, I happen to have another bag of garbage. And I give him uh, hot cocoa and coffee and Gatorade. I mean, the, the hot cocoa was a, a stretch. He looked at me like, dude, what, the, you know, I'll, I'll accept water and beers and Gatorade from you, but you got to stop with the hot cocoa. I thought it was a nice gesture. It was around Christmas. And there was some nice snow, you know, falling from the sky. But he gave me the best advice. He goes, uh, with this coronavirus, you either get the sniffles or you die. And that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes, yeah. I'm not taking any any chances. So, you know, stay back with your hot cocoa six feet yeah. and leave it on the garbage can and I'll get it after you leave. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with him. Yeah. I'm with him. Yeah. Uh, Scott the Dick on YouTube says, ah, Ope wants to hook up with the garbage man. See? You know. Uh, so do you have any regrets about uh, the film? Anything you wish you could have put in or... Um, or people that uh, I don't know. It seems like you talk to everybody, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I made a concern. I mean, I didn't really talk to everybody, and there, and I definitely talked to people who didn't make the, the cut. Um, again, not because they didn't have anything good to say, but just you know, it's a ninety-minute film. Yeah, there's only so much we can put in. You know, you're never going to encapsulate everything about a human being in a ninety-minute film. I, my goal was to try and, like I said before, introduce him to people to show you know why and the fact that he is one of the greats he he needs to be remembered and talked about in that context and um you know to try and 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 show a bit of of who he was as a human being you know beyond just the comedy you know man mike you you nailed it it's going to be on comedy central friday right friday night at what time starting friday at 10 the shortened version is on friday at 10 the full version is available. It'll be on the Comedy Central app. It'll be on VOD. It'll be going to another streaming platform soon. Um, sub- any re-airings after Friday, I've been told, will be the complete version. <laughs> oh, so, I, so the complete version is the one that I want everybody to see. Um, but uh, that makes me nervous how you're really staring at me that. saying that. But uh, whatever, man. I, you know, no, I'm 99 percent sure that you're <laughs> the version on Friday. But the version that's going to live on, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, that that's the complete version. That's what you saw. You know, there's uh, one of your documentaries I haven't seen was uh, the Great Depression uh, with oh, Gary Coleman. Yeah. yeah, I didn't it's realize you did that one too, man. Yeah, I'm I'm really proud of that. Gary's amazing. He's in the Patrice doc. Yeah, um, of course he is, and he does uh, he does yeah. well. But his story is uh, pretty compelling as well. You know, he suffers from mental illness. He he yep. openly talks about it, and uh, he was in uh, a mental institution, and uh, some of the stories that he tells from being in there are unbelievable, and I didn't know you made a whole documentary about it. Well, we, it, it's a it's part documentary, mostly stand-up special. That, oh, okay. This HBO special, his last, it, was, was, it was called The Great Depression, yeah. and we, we spent a year working on it, um, and he, you know, he had started, when we first met, he had just come out of this really, really debilitating depression that landed him in the hospital. And, and he had just started performing again and he was ready to talk about what he'd been through. Yeah. And so we built this show 
Gary wrote every word of the stand-up, so I, I, I take no credit for that. But, but we built this film together that's part documentary. It's mostly stand-up. It's 75, 80%. Okay. And then there are these documentary scenes in between that tell the, you know, the story and complement what he's talking about on stage. Super funny. Like, it sounds very dark. And it's, it's <laughs> I not like the dark stuff. Fun, yeah. But it's really fucking funny. It's really funny. Nice, man. Um, so, yeah, check that out. It's on HBO Max. Um, uh, great depression. Okay. Yeah. And, Very and, proud of them. And finally, now that the Patrice O'Neill documentary is over, what, what's your next project? Uh, are you in the middle of something? or I'm in the middle of a two-part uh, George Carlin film. Oh. Which Jeff and I are doing with the Carlin. No. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so what, what's, your, what, what's your angle on it in general? Are you telling his life story or? Life story, yeah. Yeah, it's a two-part um look at george carlin oh. so so we're, we're, we're still you know in the process of figuring out the angle you know these these yeah. films you know you don't have a script so you're you're creating what it is along the way and right so we're on that journey now that is awesome he, he's yeah. my number one you know everybody talks about their top five he's my number yeah. one uh, you know richard Pryor's in there as well uh bill hicks uh, probably uh, someone like Andy Kaufman for his his uh, yeah. his weirdness. Oh, yeah. I, I I love love Andy Kaufman and his weirdness, yeah. but uh, Carlin's number one for me. And I know that switches with Richard Pryor with a lot of people, but oh, I'm excited, man! I can't wait to see your version of a George Carlin documentary. Yeah, that's so. That's yeah. Talk about uh, a pressure. Yeah, that's, no kidding. He was yeah, uh, in the trenches on that. Now. He was yeah. one of the few guys that came into the Opie and Anthony show where I was just completely starstruck and like pretty much shitting my pants. After a while, you kind of got numb to the celebrities coming through. Yeah. But George Carlin was like, I cannot believe he's spending time with us right now. It was yeah. and, and we did some damn good radio with the guy. He was he was awesome. So down to earth. Another guy that just simply uh, did it on his terms, like Patrice O'Neill, to wrap it all around there, Michael. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Carlin was one of Patrice's favorites, too. He always said yeah. Carlin were his two favorites. Right on. Well, yeah. Michael, this was a pleasure. I, 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 I just well, want to. Thanks so much for having me, man. Yeah, I just want to congratulate you. You really uh, you crushed it. You, could, you absolutely Thank crushed you. The, the Patrice O'Neill documentary, and it's, uh, it's going to be on Comedy Central on Friday. I, I'm looking forward to seeing it again and again yeah. and again. Yeah, so, hope everybody watches. All right. Thank you, Michael. Take care. All right. There goes Michael Bonfiglio. God, the, the tough uh, tough last name. For, oh, he you just leave? You're done? All right. That was awesome. I like that a lot. I didn't get to read a lot of your comments. Uh, hey, Opie, say Winkler stinks. Why does Winkler stink? Winkler gave me $5. Anyone that gives me $5 in the YouTube uh live stream doesn't stink in my book oh thank you john gonzalez he says good interview oh thank you here here's your view of the ocean that just gave me an excuse to uh to lick my lips they're a little dry <laughs> i didn't want to and then i would go like this i would try to hide my lips so i could lick them <laughs> i don't know why my lips are dry oh my god am i getting so old that i'm just starting to dry up uh boston loves you oh well i miss uh i miss boston that's a place i definitely want to go when this whole coronavirus thing is uh officially over so excellent interview brandon hollinger thank you um i appreciate that oh kid thank you she says brilliant interview gosh oh uh have you been smoking weed no scott the dick 
Scott the Dick is living up to his name. Uh, no, I didn't smoke weed. I might do a little uh, little edible later, maybe. Because now I got to move into um, tonight. Uh, yeah, I don't think I could do another live stream. This is the second one of the day. But I'll be on again tomorrow morning as the sun's coming up. And I think we're going to finally get a sunrise. It's been a while out here at the ocean. So, you know, if you like this, uh, we do it every morning as the sun's coming up on Facebook and YouTube and uh, Twitch. I'm uh, Opie is live on Twitch. Um, but tonight, there's like a virtual screening of Jackie the Joke Man's documentary. Uh, and I'm definitely in that. I, I sat down at uh, Jackie's house and did a long-form interview that they supposedly sagged in and out of uh, the film. So I'm looking forward to seeing that for the first time tonight. So we're doing that at, um, I think, 8 o'clock. So I'll see you guys tomorrow uh, morning. Thanks for joining the live stream. And thanks to Michael Bonfiglio. Look, I'm looking down so I make sure I say his name correct. Um, and make sure you check out the Patrice O'Neill documentary. I think you guys are going to love it for real. There's always something you're like, oh, I wish they did this or that. But in general, the guy fucking knocked it out of the park. And it's going to be on Comedy Central Friday night. With that, uh, have a good night, guys. And I'll see you tomorrow morning right at this spot facing that way. I'm not going to be on camera first thing in the morning. Hell nah. Hell nah. Oh.